Welcome to the Limitless Wrestling Podcast, the official podcast for your favorite indie promotion of all time, that being Limitless Wrestling, of course. My name is Josh Nason, and on this week's show, we're going to preview this Saturday's The Thrill of It for Limitless Wrestling, Yarmouth, Maine. Big card coming up. Cannot wait to talk about that. It's been a while since we last spoke, of course, and recap of last Saturday's Let's Wrestle event, which had all types of uh, twists and turns and great matches that always up there in Herman, Maine. And of course, joining me as always is the owner, the head of the table with Limitless Wrestling, and most importantly, the birthday boy himself, Randy Kava Jr. Randy, I didn't even say this in the uh, before we started recording, but happy effing birthday to you. Well, thank you, Josh. I'm feeling older. How are you, Josh? How are you doing? I'm I'm doing good. 25, uh, not that much older, coming from someone that is uh, 44. Of course, again, Tom Brady and I are always the same age for uh, for most of the year, so you can remember that, everybody. But 25 years old, where was I? 25, I was working in Manchester, New Hampshire for the Manchester Monarchs hockey team. I think it was probably year like three or so, give or take. But yeah, my 20s, uh, from what I can remember, are pretty good. What are you doing for that hockey team at that time? Well... Let's see. I did. I did pretty much everything. We were um, so it's a minor league team. No longer exists. They were AHL. So for those people familiar, like the Portland Pirates back in the day, you know the Maine Mariners way long before that. Not the the new incarnation. So AHL. So it's basically the AAA of, uh, of of pro hockey. And I started out in Portland in 2000, doing uh, same time I was doing um, uh, ring announcing for the EWA, and I was uh, I did ticket sales. And then Manchester's new job opened up. A lot of our employees went down there. And I was one that was asked to come along and start out as assistant director of ticket sales and just kind of work my way up. I did pretty much everything. I mean, what's this minor leagues you're doing? You know, you're doing a little bit of everything. So I did ticket sales, marketing, market research. And then I also played music on game nights. How about that? No way. Yeah, total way. Yeah, I did that for... It was one of the only employees that was there for like every home game for like from when I started to when I, I wrapped up after a year. I think it was yeah, during year six. And yeah, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. I learned a lot. It was fun to be in pro sports. I know, uh, you know, some people know, don't think of the minors necessarily as pro sports, but we were we were like top three uh, annually uh, in the world in minor league uh, hockey attendance, uh, competing against teams overseas and different countries, all that stuff as well as the States. And it was fun, man. It was fun. We put, you know, 10,000 people in the building on a Saturday wow. night against like Providence. And, uh, you know, that place was rocking. It, it was a lot of fun. We sold out uh, one season. We sold out like uh, half of our home games and it was just, it was a lot of fun. You learned a lot. It was hard work, uh, but it was fun, hard work. And yeah, I learned, learned a lot. And, and, uh, we never had, um, so we never had a wrestling night or anything like that. We did in Portland, we did have a wrestling night. We did bring in, uh, Sky Too Hottie, uh, back in the day during uh, my 2000, 2001 year there. And, but yeah, we never, uh, we had brought in like, you know, Patriots players and Red Sox players and things like that occasionally for, you know, special night, but we never did like a official, like pro wrestling night or anything like that, that I can remember. I think it's definitely an easier sell to say, <clears throat> you know, Hey, we're going to have Teddy Bruschi instead yes. of, uh, you know, maybe we'll have, Bob Backlund, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no, no shade to Bob Backlund. I love yeah. Mr. Backlund, but in my experience as well, because I've actually tried to get something going with the Sea Dogs before, and it's just like there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of people that you have to pass through to get to the top, and if you know one person isn't a wrestling person or doesn't see it as something that fits, I yeah. think it ends right there. You know? Yeah, there's been a lot of. Um... As you know, a lot of like uh, baseball at minor league ballparks, you know, I know it's yeah. just with uh, uh, that uh, that um, H2O show we talked about months ago. Uh, I was at uh, Trenton, New Jersey, I believe it was at that their minor league ballpark, and they've done stuff like that. And it's uh, yeah, ballpark shows are kind of interesting because, you know, obviously you have the space and it's kind of a cool setting. But also the fans I've noticed are like kind of far away because they don't necessarily put, you know, uh, chairs on the on the um you know, ringside, like you right. have, so kind of, you have that, like it's stuff at a distance, you know what I mean? Yeah. hundred percent. We've, uh, I believe the first time we were at the locker mess festival in Biddeford, we set up on the end of a baseball field. Okay. That's my, that's the closest thing I've got to Fenway park. So, you know what I mean? <laughs> they did their shows that run, uh, yearly at Fenway park, a part of a 
some kind of celebration that they do um, at the ballpark, like around it. Kind of a cool setup. It's not actually on the field. It's on the walk around of the park. So oh, okay. um, you huh. can you can like walk down and look at the field, but it's not actually on the field. No kidding. Wow. Um, what was I just going to? Oh, uh, speak, Locker Mass, is that coming back? Did that go away during COVID? Is it coming back? And if so, is there interest in doing shows again? Or what are you looking at for the summer? About to kind of jump no ahead idea. months and months, you know? Yeah. I have no idea um, what the plan is for some of these festivals and fairs because a lot of them really wanted to get back in the swing of things quickly. And I just don't think that happened. But this honestly feels like the summer that a lot of the fairs and festivals that we used to work with are coming back in full force. Those that came back maybe last year probably didn't get to do so at full capacity or with all of their resources moving forward. But um, I think this year we'll definitely see Limitless Wrestling popping up at a few fairs and festivals throughout Maine. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, we're back, baby. We're back. COVID's, COVID's yeah, in the rear that, view, that's right? That's true sign that we're back is when the fairs start coming back around. That, that's right. Pro wrestling and fried dough in the air. You know what I mean? That That's when you really know. It's true. I mean, uh, they, I loved back in the day the Skowhegan State Fair because it was just the it was so fun to just like walk around the place and look at what you were looking at, you know, mm-hmm. like there are all kinds of kinds. And then there's just random wrestling in front of the bingo hall. Nice. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Same here with the, a couple of years we had where I, I grew up in Western Maine out in the sticks and uh, we had the North Waterford world's fair. And I remember my dad was part of the committee. I remember one day he told me, he's like, yeah, we're bringing in wrestling this year. I, I could, I was like the moon, man. I was so, so excited for that. And I still have the poster downstairs it was like uh you had a couple uh, uh little people on the show uh, as would happen there um there was a guy was a not cousin luke there's kind of like a giant like kind of like almost haystacks calhoun uh type guy i'm completely blanking on his name was it bull moose calhoun no it wasn't no it was just like one of these other christ now i wish i had that up here anyway i'll, I'll remember it for for next time but it was you know, like uh, it just not not exactly stars or anything like that, but it was yeah. uh, it was still kind of fun. I just I still remember, I still remember. I'm walking around as a teenager, and you kind of see you know some of the wrestlers parked by the uh, over the uh, the dance hall expo building was, and there's these two people in this like giant Cadillac, and just like you know smoking butts, kind of hanging out. You know what I mean? They, they, like no no such thing as like kayfabe. And of course, no one approaching him because they're they're heels. You know of what course. I mean? It was. Uh, I, I just remember that I was kind of like, okay, cool. <laughs> you know? I went to one one time at the Bangor Fair that was promoted by this guy named Rocky Raymond, who I heard a lot of stories about later. But um, it was the most insane show I had seen in quite some time. I think it was headlined by uh, one half of Demolition versus Tony Atlas, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Yeah. Um, just absolutely bizarre, like uh, the matches that were on that show and the wrestlers being brought in across the horse track on a golf cart was comedic. <laughs> uh, I don't know. And they never had wrestling again. So that, that tells you about the show a little bit. Awesome. Well, we'll uh, we'll get off memory lane, everybody, and we'll get to uh, memories we're going to make starting this Saturday, uh, March 26th, Yarmouth, Maine. And again, before we begin, if you're listening to this, please, if you haven't already, subscribe, uh, like the video. If you listen to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, please, you know, hit the uh, the uh, like button, give five star reviews. That helps out the podcast quite a bit. You know, not a lot of indies do these types of things. So, uh, more people that know, the more people get interested watching IWTV or YouTube, the better. So, let's get into it. Thrill of it coming up this Saturday, as I mentioned, March 26th. As of right now, as we're recording this on Tuesday afternoon, 75 tickets remain. That's it. 75 tickets remain. Looking at a, another, yet another sellout. And fans know this already. Get tickets at limitlesswrestling.com slash tickets through this Friday. And then you have to buy them at the door if there are any left. Randy, at this point, as we say as always, buy your tickets and avoid getting shut out because you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, if you did order tickets today as we record Tuesday, they will be sent out. But if it's after Tuesday afternoon, I'd say like 3 or 4 p.m., they're probably going to be held for you at the door under the name of the buyer. So, uh, don't worry about that for pre-ordering your tickets. We'll have them right at the door for you. All you have to do is show your digital confirmation for anybody new. But uh, I feel like those who listen to the podcast, they get the gist of it by now. I'd say so. I'd say so. And always bring your cash. It's going to be a lot of stars in the show. We're going to talk about a lot of chance for pictures, merch, and all that good stuff as well. And as always, 
say hi to Mama Carver as you walk in the door. You know, let her know you heard about her on the podcast. We'll we'll get the we'll get more podcasts pub through that, right? Yeah, maybe she'd listen to the podcast at that point. That'd be true. Maybe she knew who I am. That'd be that'd be. I mean, if I was invited <laughs> into the car, I remember the last time when I'm like, oh, I do the podcast with Randy. She kind of looked at me blankly. I'm like, when and actually Eric Greenleaf was there. He's like, yeah, yeah, he's good, he's good. And I was there. Greenleaf saving. You can't give him shit anymore then, because Greenleaf making the save for you right there in a big spot. <laughs> I mean, look, I have, I, I would say that there's another person that used to be on this podcast. We'll talk about with a sorry name, Jay John. Uh, he used to give Greenleaf shit. I've always been a supporter of our referees here at limitlesswrestling.com. Just remember that. Uh, so let's get into it. This is, uh, again, as we mentioned last time, uh, and, and we talked about this last time, a lot of the matches hadn't been announced yet. Really interesting card, kind of fun card. And we'll start it with uh, two, uh, two newbies to Limitless Wrestling, Jonah and Mike Bailey. Both are currently uh, under contract with Impact Wrestling, but doing uh, indies as well. Jonah doing a lot of work in uh, New Japan, too, working all over the place. And you're kind of building this as a, a Styles Clash super fight because obviously Jonah, the power, Mike Bailey, the speed. And this is going to be a fun, interesting clash uh, coming up on Saturday night. Yeah, it's really a fun combo when you've got size versus speed in this capacity. And I think two of the best in their respective styles of wrestling. Uh, Jonah, the smash mouth powerhouse style that he brings to the table, of course, former NXT North American champion, formerly known as Bronson Reed. Uh, He's on a tear right now. Like you said, impact wrestling, new Japan, really wherever he goes, Jonah leaves a path of destruction, but Mike Bailey on such a run right now, since he's returned to the States, he's back on the Indies, which is great. uh, Even with being signed to impact wrestling and, He's been going hard. I think like you see it, you know, if you're plugged in on social media, I feel like every single weekend you're seeing like pictures of Mike Bailey with people throwing cash in the ring at him. You know what I mean? Like uh, having the match of the night and being successful while he does it. Mike Bailey's not losing a lot of matches right now. He's on a legitimate hot streak that's going promotion to promotion, state to state. And he's going to try to keep that going in this matchup with Jonah. Yeah, you mentioned, so Bailey, uh, I think probably most people listening to this kind of know the stories. He was stuck in, essentially stuck in Canada for, I believe, five years, uh, his I visa. that's correct, five, yeah. which is like this, uh, I feel like it hadn't been to this extent for uh, a Canadian professional wrestler for quite some time. Like it was, I remember just, maybe I was out of the loop on how this all worked, but like people were shocked at the amount of time that it was set for when it happened. Yeah, so basically there was an incident with uh incident at the border or so I I wrote the story for the observer when his uh basically when his deal was his visa issues were going to be up and I'm blanking what it was. There was issues at the border what have you and I think he just got screwed by um some bureaucracy and uh, who knows, but yeah, it, it seems pretty crazy a guy can't get a visa. Um I want to say luckily for him the pandemic hit, but that essentially cut off some time on that they actually could work. Regardless, he's uh, he is out there and working, and he is like all over the place. And and like you mentioned, uh, if you're <laughs> plugged into wrestling social on social media at all, you you've seen him uh, buzz about him uh, all over the place. And and luckily, we're gonna have him at Limos for the very first time. Uh, I was curious. Uh, this is just kind of a uh, breaking the, the the fourth wall, so to speak. So usually, you know, you have stars like this come in. They'll work against limitless talent. However, this is kind of a rarity where you're having them work against each other versus uh, limitless talent. I was kind of wondering how that came together. Yeah, it's kind of a throwback to, I feel like, how we kind of used to structure things early Limitless, where honestly, a lot of the guys who, you know, maybe a Mike Bailey or a Jonah would have faced on this night on the Limitless roster, they're pretty tied up right now. I mean, there there was a lot of matches that I felt like we were in a position we had to have, like the number one contenders triple threat that we'll talk about in a few minutes. But um, I mean, that leaves an opportunity like this. uh, And I think back to like, under fire when it was Chris Hero versus Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, I think it was no dropkicks in the living room with Donovan Dijak, A.R. Fox, of course, Hysteria, Ricochet, and Matt Seidel as well. Um, but sometimes like you fall into a position where these kind of dream matches, these super fights, styles clash matches, whatever you want to tag them as, it kind of makes sense and it kind of fits really well. And it's something that I feel like no one really expected. But now that you see it, you're like, damn, that's the match I've got to see. And I think that's Mike Bailey-Jonah because I feel the exact same way. 
So uh, we move from that to uh, a match where a kid has a, an outsider, so to speak, a new timer, newcomer rather, coming in and not only just getting a match in, he's getting a shot at the Limitless Wrestling World title as we have the debuting Brian Keith. We mentioned he is uh, basically you know, one of the top guys in Texas. Uh, we mentioned before he's the current uh, new Texas pro champion in the promotion down there. He's former reality of wrestling champion as well i believe that is a booker t's promotion and he is making his debut against the limitless wrestling world champion alec price who's not saying hey get to work your way up or at least get a win he's putting the title on the lines he always does we'll talk more about that in a minute uh at the uh, let's wrestle show but yeah is uh yeah alec price brian keith for the limitless wrestling world title how about that yeah we've continued to see from alec price that I almost feel like he feels the need to continue to prove himself as champion, which is not a bad attitude to have, but I think he can get you into some sticky situations with uh, maybe getting in over your head or biting off a little more than you could chew. Uh, Alex up for the challenge, and I hope that he is because Brian Keith, highly regarded as one of the best wrestlers in Texas, you named off the accolades, but he's been killing it all over the place outside of Texas, really expanding his horizons this year and last year as well, but I feel over the past like three to four months, we've really seen Brian Keith rise to the occasion in big match situations, and that's exactly what this is. Alec Price went down there a few months ago. He brought the Limitless Championship. He defended it against Gabriel Sky. Now we've got the best in Texas, someone who's highly regarded as that, coming to Limitless Wrestling to challenge Alec Price for the gold. So uh, I'm excited. It's, it's a big-time championship match for Alec Price. And if he wants to keep proving himself right about himself, he needs to win these big matches against the best from different regions. And that's exactly what he's got ahead of him. And certainly we can't forget, you know, Alec Price's last uh, time out in a limitless wrestling ring was in that absolute batshit crazy match against Ace Romero. Uh, if anything goes, uh, he was he defended the title there. And I mean, we... <laughs> Anyone that saw the match, and I'm sure everyone listening to this has seen it, the, the physicality on both men you, and, and just the, the, the hole it took, you kind of have to think of, like, you know, what scars is that going to leave? And, again, this is, uh, you know, uh, Alex's first time back out in Limitless since then, and, and we'll see what type of condition he's in. He's a gamer. You know, he's always for it. But that uh, that match is going to have some residuals, not only for weeks and months, but who knows, years to come, career down the road, you know? He's running hard right now. He really yeah. is. And uh, all over the place and every single weekend. And eventually, I mean, we, we've talked about it before with Daniel Garcia, with Anthony Green. These guys who start to rise to prominence, the schedules begin to pick up. And that's exactly when you slip. For uh, anyone that has not seen Brian Keith, uh, any, any matches that you saw in, in kind of scouting and, and wanting to bring him in that stood out to you or uh, pretty much you know, anything specific or just in general stuff on like IWTV? Saw a few different matches with Mysterious Q, who's another guy that I have my eye on in Texas. Uh, the scene's really awesome right now. Honestly, I'm staying plugged into a lot of the new Texas shows that are available on IWTV, uh, some loco wrestling as well. And then uh, I watched both the GCW matches he had during that Texas weekend as well. So um, if you want to get uh, you know a, a little primer on Brian Keith ahead of the weekend, definitely check out New Texas all their shows are available on IWTV, and that's, I think, where he's featured most prominently. Sounds like a road trip idea. New Texas? Just Texas in general. Oh, that'd be fun. Man, find some barbecue, some some trouble, beers, women, who Lots knows? Some <laughs> trouble, listen to you. <laughs> all right, well, speaking of, I think, uh, I, think I saw trouble because I was looking at what was coming up next we're going to talk about. Oh, yeah. Num number one contenders match. This is uh, it's gonna be pretty awesome. Anthony Green, former two-time Limitless Wrestling World Champion, taking on JD Drake. The the man has uh, had a lot of uh, swings at the plate and has not been able to hit the ball out of the park to to win the Limitless title. And taking out Rip Bison, a name that uh, is relatively new when it comes to the Limitless Wrestling World title scene. Obviously, you know Limitless fans know him. Uh, just a He's savage in the ring and someone that is uh, physical as all get out has been feuding with JD Drake. Uh, been a thorn in his side over the last couple of months. We saw their clash last month. Jay Drake winning under kind of some uh, auspicious circumstances and Anthony Green's involvement in the world title mixed, uh, the world title match last month. Special guest referee. We saw how that all went down after. And then Anthony Green, I uh, saw a very impassioned promo he cut that just hit social a couple of days ago where. 
you know, essentially he's, he's uh, and he said this before, and he's, he's just got to kind of get back to focusing on him, not worrying about fans, don't worry about anything else. And you have three very hungry guys. Again, J.A. Drake's had this opportunity, and I'm really intrigued by Rip Bison getting this opportunity here. I think some people may be overlooking him because, you know, no offense to him, he's not on that uh, that name level, so to speak, as, as, as an A.G., or Drake yet, but he's got all the physical tools and certainly the the heart and 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 the willingness to do anything that he could be. He's he fits right in this mix. This is a it's a hard one to predict because all three guys, when they're at their best, are among the best in the business. And yeah, I, I am I'm really excited to see how this turns out. This is very intriguing, a fresh matchup, and uh, yeah, very very intrigued by this one. I actually don't believe I was thinking about it while you were talking. I don't think Anthony Green and JD Drake have ever crossed paths in Limitless Wrestling. No, I, and that I that's what made think of a scenario. Sorry to interrupt. That's what made that with that moment at the last show when Drake come came out and started calling out Anthony Green. It's like this is a match I never knew that I wanted until this moment right now. And then you throw the unpredictable Bison into it. This is this is this has got match of the night written all over it. Yeah, and it's uh, like you said, so tough to call because. Like when they're all at their best, like you said, you can legitimately see any of these guys not only challenging for the championship, but even walking away with it. I mean, they've all had their spats with Alec Price in the past, too, which is just makes everything so intriguing. J.D. Drake was really the first big match that Alec Price had in Limitless Wrestling way back in 2019, uh, a match that I believe kind of put Alec Price on the map and kept him around heading into, uh, you know, when the world shut down and then he was a huge part of the pandemic and that's where he really exploded. And of course, Anthony Green has to want to get that rematch with Alec Price after losing to him in November. Rip Bison has been on a tear and he's been winning in these big match scenarios. Really, the last time we saw him slip up was against J.D. Drake. So, uh, so many interesting factors going into this one. And of course, such an opportunity on the line here as we determine a number one contender moving into April. Yeah, and AG, you know, he talked in that promo about, uh, you know, he he's made some mistakes this year. You know, uh, the loss to Becca to kick off the year, the uh, the upset loss to Rat Daddy at the last show, and he's, uh, you know, I want to say he's lucky to be in this spot, but I mean, he's uh, to his point, he's got like, he didn't really say he didn't earn it, but he's basically like, I have to. He he knows the opportunity that he has coming up on Saturday. And he's just got to put everything in the past and just say, I don't care how I got here. I'm here. And yeah, this is a, this is a big spot for him. I think. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't look back. You can't slow down at a time like this. And don't again, keep your eye on Rip Bison. This is, I, I, I think, yeah, he, I think he's going to have, he opens up eyes already just about crazy is. I think he's going to, I think he's going to jump up to a new level this week. I, for anyone that's seen him this past year, uh, you know, certain guys we've talked about, you know, like I would compare him directly to like the Christian Casanova types and, and the Alec prices and things like that. But to me, like you see guys or girls and all of a sudden they take this jump and this leap. And it's like, I can see them in this mix now. And I think I, I'm, I'm excited that he's got to this point and I, I cannot wait to see what happens with him on, uh, on Saturday, win or lose on Saturday. I think this is going to be a, a career changing move uh, for him coming up, not to put too much pressure on Randy or anything like that. But I, I think, <laughs> yeah, you know what? I think I really I, on. No, I, I, you know, I think, I think a lot of them and he's a, uh, he's one I really think a lot of, you know, and I, I'm, I, yeah, I'm super excited to see uh, what happens uh, coming up this, uh, this Saturday. Also something I'm looking forward to a lot this Saturday. And this is, Again, we're talking about Rip Bison and his, uh, you know, big meaty guys slapping meat matches that we've seen. This one is a no doubt awesome uh, brawl. First time fight. Warn the fans. This thing is going to spell out all over the place. Big Beef, the returning Big Beef, <laughs> taking on the crazy son of a bitch himself, Slade, who is returning. This is a, this is a, if this is a Randy Carver match, a, a dream match, I will say. Yeah, geez, I. Uh... I don't know. I like those matches that get me a little giddy because I don't know what the hell is going to happen. You know, uh, that's exactly what this is. I feel like that's pretty much every beef and Slade match individually. So throwing them together, we will have to warn people uh, <laughs> to just, you know, pay attention to your surroundings a little bit because there's no telling what this one's going to bring. But 
Beef obviously wants to keep the hot streak going. He Last time we saw him, he defeated Charles Mason in a dog collar match, finally got the root of all evil, uh, you know, out of his way. And it's, you know, probably clear skies ahead for Beef right now. And unfortunately, that first match back is with none other than Slade, one of the most violent wrestlers in Limitless Wrestling. Yeah, you're not going to have to warn people just in Yarmouth, Randy. You may have to warn people in Falmouth and Portland about these two yeah. guys going to come out. Uh, yeah, this is going to be uh, awesome. Uh, hard to really pick a winner here because, uh, again, unpredictable. Who knows? Slade uh, looking to pick up a victory. Uh, he got a lot of buzz lately for a, a very bloody match he had with um, with Biff Busick, um, former former Oni Lorcan in uh, WWE. And, yeah, coming to bring the fight. First time ever. Big Beef and Slade coming up on Saturday. Also returning to a limitless ring. Fan favorite. Someone's got a, a nice little uh, career upswing. Really, in the last uh, last year, six months, something like that, really buzzworthy. Master Slamovich returning and taking on another returning familiar face, Randy. And the and we have not seen her in this form, so to speak. Delmi XO, aka the God Queen, making her return, welcoming Masha Slamovich back, back, welcoming Masha Slamovich back to Limitless. This is a uh, it's an interesting mix, and and I, I the God Queen. What I mean, what's what's been going on with her? Yeah, I'm so intrigued by this new Delmi XO we've been seeing over the past couple weeks, and uh, I guess about a month now. Um, made her return, really, to the New England scene over the past weekend. Uh, we saw her at Grind and WWR, and uh, just seemingly a more aggressive, more vicious side of Delmi XO. Of course, not teaming with her C-star, Ashley Vox, right now. Delmi's going about it solo, and um, definitely quite a test for her in the new endeavor with Masha Slamovich coming back to town because, I mean, <laughs> in our past couple matches, we've seen the hurting that Masha's put on some limitless regulars like Ava and Dave Yen, both of which uh, were in Herman and are available in the IWTV archives right now if you want to take a look. But uh, like you said, Masha's been riding a hot streak right now, so Delmi really will need to be aggressive. She will need to be violent. She will need to you know find a different part of herself to bring into this contest on Saturday to compete with Masha. And I should know this, but is is this Masha's Yarmouth debut? I'm trying to remember. It is not. So she no. was uh, she was around just before the pandemic. I believe she made her Yarmouth debut at Fresh Blood. Yes. She was a part of the scramble that night. And then yep. Twilight Zone, she wrestled Jody Threat one-on-one. Right. Correct. Correct. Good. But she's making her return. Big fan favorite, and yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see this brand new Delmi XO. Should be a fun one there, and <laughs> I wish I could say a fun one here. The action will be fun, but this uh, what the action means in terms of another return, Randy. I'm not so sure. Trios rematch. We saw what happened last month with uh, Prestigious having some issues between Channing Thomas and Mac Daniels. Mac Daniels wanting Channing Thomas to uh, to use a belt, uh, his uh, Let's Wrestle title, to pick up a victory, and did not do it. Took a loss. And I wouldn't say prestigious imploded, but the cracks are forming there. And that is bringing back for the first time since September, 2021, Randy, John freaking Alba and John cut a promo. You can see on Limitless Wrestling's Facebook page, as well as his own social about him coming back. He's in New Jersey now. He's even closer than before. So if you feel that kind of creeping death, uh, that is, it's definitely the fact that John Alba is even closer than before when he was living in Florida. And Prestigious is taking on the Circus Ninjas. This is going to be a rematch. Of course, Circus Ninjas made up of the main event and Nolo Catano, uh, three guys that uh, action personified, I guess you could say. But this is a, you know, this is interesting. We'll see what Prestigious has. And again, now that John Alba is is back in the mix, who knows what happened? Yeah, there's there's a lot of um, a lot of unknowns with this one, but. One thing we do know, Randy, is that John Alba's returning to Yarmouth this Saturday. Very unfortunate news. Um, but yes, it's true. The bitch is back. He's got a lot of work to do now upon his return, Josh, because, I mean, you look at the trajectory of prestigious when John Alba was originally there, when everything came together for the first time, they were winning matches. They were putting people down, and prestigious was moving up the ranks in Limitless Wrestling. And as you said, September 2021 rolls around. They lose the team Davian. Alba's gone for the rest of the year. And it's been going downhill slowly but surely. The success is fading for prestigious. I mean, it's, you know, we've seen we've still seen the success. Mac Daniels, of course, let's wrestle champion, winning the Let's Rumble. 
eliminating Channing to do it, but winning the Let's Rumble, uh, the belt coming back to prestigious. And, of course, Channing Thomas, big win over independent wrestling legend Jigsaw back in November. But the losses have outweighed the wins lately, and it's really, you know, we saw it last month. It's getting to Channing Thomas. I think uh, the miscommunications are getting to Channing Thomas, where him and Mac Daniels obviously have not been on the same page for a little while now. And now the fixer has to come in. Now John Alba has to figure out a way to put this back together the way that it was when he left because they were a force to be reckoned with mid last year, summer of last year. And now, you know, we're almost getting to the summer of this year, slowly, but surely it's still March and cold outside, but you know what I mean? Uh, and, and like you said, the cracks are starting to form and that's tough. That's got to be tough for John Alba to realize. And that obviously springs a comeback quick from the podcasting scene. Hmm. And I, I should say that, you know, Prestigious is not necessarily going into uh, into action here against three three guys from the uh, Limitless Wrestling School, right? I mean, yeah, these are, exactly. this is a, a well-formed uh, trio in the main event, Nola Katana. We've seen, obviously, both individually. Uh, main event, obviously, one of the top tag teams in Limitless. Uh, has done some work for Let's Wrestle, I believe, as well. But uh, in general, I mean, both the, both the, all three of these guys, they are uh, they are a great unit, and if Prestigious thinks they're just going to come in here and just roll just because John Alba's back, they have another thing coming. And yeah, this is uh, the first time these two teams clash. This is a lot of fun, and yeah, it should be uh, should be even more fun. Even with John Alba in the house, I'm sure he's going to try to welcome, uh, make his welcome uh, return uh, a speech commencement, whatever you want to call it, to the Yarmouth faithful. So hopefully they boo him out of the building, or maybe uh, there's a sound issue or something like that. And uh, we don't have to hear from John, which I'm sure I'm sure he can't wait to address the Armitage faithful. Yes, uh, he's been, you know, as much as he bitches about it, he's been waiting on this moment. So I, I have a feeling we probably haven't heard the last of John Alba already this week, like not even leading to Saturday. Oh, boy. Uh, let's see what else we have going on this card. We have uh, Brad Cashew, another uh, John Alba level fan favorite. Returning against Ichiban, making his uh, Limitless Wrestling debut. And I believe uh, he competed last weekend at the Let's Wrestle, correct? Yes, he did. Ichiban, really a standout from the first couple shows of Let's Wrestle. So getting an opportunity here in Limitless Wrestling, making his debut against Brad Cashew, Boston University's finest. Of course, Cashew not having a ton of luck lately when messing around with Dirty Dango, but maybe putting Dango behind him a little bit and moving on to something different. Uh, it, it'll be interesting to see. We've got two students of local wrestling schools colliding as well. Ichiban, a product of the test of strength. Brad Cashew uh, trained with Boston University and with the New England Pro Wrestling Academy. But it's going to be a test for Brad Cashew, who I think really needs to get back on track here after the problems with Dango. Because Ichiban, I mean, he's been picking up wins all over New England. He's a very energetic and quick competitor that I don't think Brad Cashew has really had to mess around with much since, I don't know, September is really the last time I remember him wrestling someone like Ichiban when he was in the ring with not only Alec Price, but Nolo Catano and Lee Moriarty as well. So uh, it'll be an interesting test for a different style, a different style match of Brad Cashew. Yeah, and Cashew obviously coming off the loss. Tag team loss and handicap match. He and Art, uh, Aaron Rourke and Ricky Smokes. Losing to, again, the aforementioned Dury Dango and Scotty Too Hotty. That was at the last show. Yeah, Brad Cashew looking to get uh, back in the win column in any way he can, which uh, could be trouble for Ichiban coming up on Saturday. Speaking of, uh, Aaron Rourke, we saw what happened uh, for those people that watched the show on IWTV. Uh, there was some some uh, backstage discussions here. Aaron Rourke is going to try to keep art together. I mean, we talked about prestigious and cracks forming there. Ava Everett, you know, WXW women's champion, not around. And some issues going on with Art. Aaron Work is going to give Ricky Smokes one more try to make this work, this being the team of Art without Ava Everett. And I don't know what that's going to mean, but, uh, yeah, kind of an Aaron Work uh, a challenge in a sense. He's trying to give him one more shot, and, and we'll see what happens on Saturday. A lot of pressure there. Yeah, a little bit of an ultimatum laid out to Ricky Smokes, but – uh, I'm hoping the smoke show's mind is in the right place for his sake because we're going to talk about it in a minute, but not much luck for him at Let's Wrestle either all on his own. No, no, and definitely Art needs a, Art needs a victory here. And, I mean, again, we've talked about in the past, Ava Everett is scorned. Ava Everett is nothing that anyone wants to hear in any form of social media or print paper or anything like that. 
it's uh we don't want to have that and of course uh also appearing at this show uh gonna be doing some commentary who knows what else veda scott returning after five years away from limitless wrestling uh for those that obviously people know her her work in the indie scene been hearing her a lot uh it's on commentary for AEW and indies and, and all that as well she's uh one thing i did some research today randy she is undefeated in the ring at limitless wrestling and she is uh victories over davian in 2016 and a nice little 2017 look at these names tessa blanchard and taylor hendricks back in 2017 uh, Veda Scott picking up some singles wins there. And yeah, the undefeated Veda Scott returning to uh, to the house on uh, Saturday. Yeah, been a long time since Veda Scott's been in Limitless Wrestling. So uh, delighted to have her back. I think she'll be uh, working with Top Shelf Troy, Johnny Torres, and Sam Letourneau on the broadcast team. And uh, should be a really fun night of action. Awesome. Anything else in this card I forgot? I don't think so. I think you're all, you're all good on that front. Of course, so we mentioned at the top. Tickets on sale still, LimitlessWrestling.com, or if we do have any leftover, they'll be available at the door. But uh, if you want them in advance, hit the website and grab yours. Mm -hmm. Weather looks good for the weekend, so yeah, hopefully all systems go for Saturday, and uh, I'll be in the house, Randy. How about that? So there that, we this go. Guaranteed sellout at this point, I will tell you that much. Nason is back in the place. Yeah, and maybe this will be the time I actually hear the podcast mentioned by Rich Palladino. We'll see if it happens. We'll see, because Doug Weiser, Doug Weiser, literally, we uh, we set the ring back up at the school after the Let's Wrestle show this weekend. A few people in there were sitting down, and he looks at me, and he says, so where was the podcast shout-out tonight? And I said, <laughs> why did you wait to, why did you wait to tell me until after this, bro? But uh, that's just me deflecting. That's on me. <laughs> you are the, you are the birthday boy. I mean, look. I mean, I uh, yeah. I mean, twenty five, Randy. I think it's time to start kind of getting things into gear here and getting this podcast mentioned. Yeah, at the actual at the, here. at the actual promotion that the podcast talks about. Yeah, it That'd makes sense. <laughs> That'd be good. All right, we'll see if the streak continues this Saturday. Anyway, let's revert back to uh, let's wrestle. Uh, Randy mentioned putting a ring together. Because Let's Wrestle had an event. We talked about that before. Playing for Keeps from uh, Herman Maine's Morgan Hill Event Center. And this will be coming to IWTV within the next week or so. And for those people that are not in attendance. And, and Randy, I was uh, I texted you afterwards to see how things went. And you, you seemed pretty happy with it. You said the crowd was good and good attendance. And yeah, everything. I saw some clips on, on social. Everything looked pretty awesome. Yeah, it was a really fun time, honestly. And uh, I wondered how the day was going to go. It was, it's always interesting, like from a crew perspective this was one of the scenarios where a lot of our normal like ring crew that we have on hand or even just show crew in terms of extras available uh, a lot of our normal people were not available for this show as there were a lot of wrestling shows going on this past saturday so uh, a lot of newer limitless dojo students and even some referees on the card really stepped up to help out because um, like Eric Greenleaf, for example, Greenleaf was not available for this show. He was on daddy duty for the day and actually brought the boys to wrestling, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, a it was just cool from that perspective to see like some newer students from the dojo step up. Um, we got everything together and re really quickly and it was a really chill day actually. And, uh, no problems we did. Uh, I, I did want to send a shout out to, uh, the family of the masshole, Mike McCarthy, a little family emergency kept him from the event this past weekend, but all is well now in the masshole household, but uh, we missed him this past weekend. So I'm, I'm excited to have him back when we return in April, but um, had a really good time. And I, I thought this uh, top to bottom was a really fun show and a, a really solid show all around. A lot of people uh, really rising to occasions here and uh, some big match opportunities for some newer Faces in Let's Wrestle that did not disappoint. Mm. Let's go through some of the results here quick. Uh, start right from the top. The Let's Wrestle champion, Mac Daniels, defending his title for the very first time since winning it at the Let's Rumble and defeating Ichiban to retain the title. How was this one? This was fun. This was impromptu right on the spot. Uh, General Manager Johnny Torres was feeling a little frisky on this night. And <laughs> the Mac Daniels championship celebration, which included some champagne, uh, some murals of himself with the oh. championship, which I thought was an interesting, uh, but but par for the course touch. Uh, Johnny Torres interrupted that to give him his gift for, you know, becoming Let's Wrestle champion. And that was his first title defense 
and it was against Ichiban right on the spot. But Ichiban really impressed in his Let's Wrestle debut in February. Johnny Torres felt that he was, you know, rightful and, and earned this spot. And what a test it was for Mac Daniels right off the rip, but he was able to get it done. Mm. Uh, let's see. Second up, uh, next match after that, rather, uh, Love Doug, uh, limitless wrestling favorite. Love Doug. Wow, look at this. Defeating Ricky Smokes. We just talked about him to earn a future Let's Wrestle Championship opportunity. The last time we'd seen Love Doug, obviously, in a, a, a limitless wrestling ring, was at the taking a beating at the hands of JD Drake, was competitive in spots, which surprised Drake, but the uh, Star Maker challenge there. And look at that, parlaying that into a, a nice victory here and getting a future shot at Mac Daniels. I like it. Yeah, he was actually victorious in the Cluster Jam last time. Oh, that's right. Uh, yes. Himself the number 30 spot at the let's wrestle return show. So uh, got this opportunity with Ricky smokes and didn't waste it. And very ironic that this loss for Ricky smokes comes against uh, what many believe was one of the biggest rivals of Ava Everett the past year, love Doug. Uh, that's got a sting for the, uh, the art camp. And also uh, very interesting, kind of just looking at dates here, love Doug and Mac Daniels collided one year to the day that love uh, one year ago to the day where love Doug then earned a championship shot at Daniel's title. So uh, interesting how it all works there with Doug and Daniels. Interesting stuff. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We had a, uh, this is a trios match. We had the Haven and Dylan Scott taking on uh Gal Barquet or Gal Barquet, excuse me. Uh, we, we just talked about last episode, the debut in perfect Perkins and cubes. Interesting trios match here. How was this? Yes, it was uh, very much a clash of styles here. The Haven uh, tried to execute any tag team offense that they could to kind of keep the uh, the flow of the match on their side. Dylan Scott, the big vibe, was making his Let's Wrestle debut. And Gal Barquet continues to be impressive. Coobs is a product of the Grapplers Anonymous Wrestling Academy, uh, coming from the same camp as Daniel Garcia and Kevin Blackwood. And Perfect Perkins uh, very impressive in his debut. A very strong individual as well. Yeah, uh, He's a product of uh, Logan Black's T2T Academy in New York, and I think we'll be seeing more of him in Let's Wrestle as the months move forward. Well, speaking of Logan Black, uh, next matchup. This was, uh, again, these these matches, the unpredictability makes them a lot of fun. Obviously, uh, Rip, Bryce, Rip Bison taking a little bit of a risk here. I mean, we didn't really mention this in the last episode, but you know, going in, a week away from his shot at uh, a limitless wrestling world title shot, taking on Logan black, the aforementioned Logan black and an anything goes match. I think initially was announced as a relaxed rules <laughs> match, but bison just saying F it. And he's just going for it, picks up the victory against Logan black. And, and uh, yeah, he moves on to, to this Saturday at uh, limitless wrestling. So this was a, uh, this wild as I would expect. Yes, it was. I mean, this one started on the floor. They fought all over the place. Uh, Rip bison, uh, at one point put a trash can over him to try to torpedo himself at Logan Black, but instead was hit with a chair midair. Um, a, a lot of stuff went down in this one that you have to see, but Rip Bison somehow surviving the fight, making it to the other side. And uh, regardless of the, you know, the bumps, the scrapes, the bruises that you'd have after a match like that, at least there's a little momentum you can ride going into this weekend for old Ripper. Mm. Logan Black, uh, obviously we talked about him before. He had uh, uh, frequent appearances on the road. Uh, I believe season two and three. Do I have that right? I think you're correct. Mm. Okay. Uh, again, we did mention earlier, Alec Price putting the Limitless Wrestling World title on the line uh, against Gary J, the debuting Gary J. And Gary J is a interesting guy on, on social media. He's kind of trying to be, has a, a bit of a, a following and making his debut here. And wasn't enough, though. Alec Price picking up the victory. What did you see out of uh, Mr. J? I like Gary J, man. He's a hard hitter. I was, uh, I did not know how Alec was going to come out of this match. I don't know if you saw the picture on social media. I'll have to send it to you, Josh. Uh, Gary J wrestled Ryan Mooney the night before at Grind. And Ryan Mooney looked like he had just been grinded through a meat grinder after the <laughs> fucking thing. And I was like, wow, Alec Price can get fucked up tonight. Uh but it was uh, it was a fun match. Alec Price kind of had to weather the storm of Gary J. That's kind of what it felt like because Gary was just coming with the onslaught. He was coming with the chops, and he wasn't backing down from anything Alec Price threw at him. He's a relentless dude. It feels like a little bit of a renegade, and 
he's got a fire under his ass. I like Gary. So uh, I think we'll be seeing more of him in the circles of Limitless and Let's Wrestle for sure. And in a four-way, the returning Obro, Owen Brody, also uh, of the Syndicate, and also, uh, again, talking about the road back in the day. Uh, he was on the show as well, uh, picking up the win in a four-way over Jake Hess, Dylan Nix, uh, another familiar face on the road, and Jason Maverick, uh, a, a rookie that has been made some news since uh, returning for this uh, latest uh, Let's Wrestle season, so to speak. And, yeah, this was a, a good four-way, huh? Yeah, we saw some students step up and uh... – take an opportunity that was presented. Owen Brody came out and actually spit some bars at the mass. Oh, Mike McCarthy. Mm. Who, uh, I guess he had planned to, maybe he was planning to accept the uh, mass Hall open challenge, or at least have a word with mass Hall after, uh, you know, he, Owen wasn't even in the let's rumble. That's a let's wrestle OG who didn't even get that shot or opportunity. So uh, he was definitely coming in with something to prove on this night and uh, by hook or by crook, and you'll have to check the footage when this comes out, Josh. A very close call here for referee Derek Douglas when uh, Owen Brody, who not only had his feet on the ropes during this pin, I would like to say, but uh, Derek Douglas, the positioning, he's looking at the cover. He's counting to three. It looked like at the same time, Jake Hez on the other side of the ring tapped out via a Dylan Nick's Boston Crabs. So a mm. uh, little controversial finish there, but... Owen Brody, you know, he, he got the nod. He walked out with the win, and, uh, you know, maybe the vet prevails in a scenario like that. And then the main event of the night, MSP. Obviously, everyone knows who they are, taking on the miracle generation of Kylung King and Dustin Waller. We talked about Dustin Waller before. He was a uh, fill-in for uh, the aforementioned Rat Daddy against Anthony Green, making a nice count for himself. Kylung King said a lot of good things about it as well. MSP picking up the victory, and for what you told me, Randy, you love this match, and it was uh, – it, it, it hit everything you were hoping it would hit. Yeah, I uh, I was just curious how Miracle Generation would respond to a challenge like this because uh, I had seen them a, a few different times in person, but um, it, it's a whole nother ball game to see them, you know, on the home turf at a Let's Wrestle event in, you know, the home of MSP. And uh, I think tensions get high. The nerves are there in a match like that. And how do you respond to something like that? And they really took MSP to their limit. I was so impressed with Waller and Kylon. They're so new. They're so fresh to the scene. But you wouldn't know it by watching how they present themselves and how they compete. It was just awesome to see. Because uh, that's really what Let's Wrestle is all about. Is seeing these new faces kind of rise to the occasion. And uh, I'll spoil it for everybody right now. They earned themselves a limitless booking with this match. And uh, you'll Whoa. be seeing that within the next couple months. But uh really impressed here with these dudes uh they didn't get the win msp pulling it out and this was interesting josh because johnny torres off the rip and uh i want to talk about this as well he made the announcement that he had talked with eric johnson and brandino davis the stigma and of course brandino's battling some health issues right now eric johnson we have not seen around the wrestling scene in maine as much as we used to and uh torres said that you know he made the announcement he talked with both of them they're going to relinquish the championships coming up here next month, and we're going to kick off a Let's Wrestle Tag Team Championship Tournament, the first of its kind. Whoa. And on top of that, made the announcement that the winning team of the main event would move on to that tournament, would qualify. And MSP won this match, but they got on the microphone very quickly following and said, you know what, we're very flattered that this, you know, that, you know, Johnny Torres made this ruling. However, this isn't how it should go down. You know, Let's Wrestle is all about guys like the Miracle Generation proving that they can hang, proving they can be here and succeeding here. So if they're not in the tournament, we're not going either. And that put Johnny Torres in quite a conundrum. And, you know, he, he made it official. We're going to see Miracle Generation in this tournament as well. So uh, a lot went down there at the conclusion of the contest, of course, before it as well. That's got to raise the stakes huge in the minds of these guys heading into the match. But um, just awesome all around. Uh, definitely seek this one out when it drops on IWTV. I think it's a must-watch. And I, I love tournaments, as most wrestling fans do. How many teams are in the tournament? Do you know it? Or so did, did Johnny told you? Yeah, it's going to be an eight-team tournament. Uh, it's going to span along three months, I believe, is the plan. So we're going to see two uh, first-round matches in April, two first-round matches in May. And then this tournament is going to conclude in June. Mm. Man, Johnny did a good job uh, laying this whole thing out, huh? I'm I'm excited for it. I mean, Johnny Torres peeling back, you know, into the, into the history of Maine wrestling. 
huge part of the tag team scene for many years. I mean, I couldn't count how many times he was an IWE tag team champion back in the day, but uh, his teams with the likes of Scott Wilde, Shane Marvel, Miyagi was all over. I say Miyagi because he was Johnny Miyagi at the time, but uh, Miyagi was really all about preserving tag team wrestling and always having uh, a rabid tag team division in the state of Maine. So um, I- I'm excited to see, you know, what teams and uh, we're working with a few people to kind of figure out what teams are going to be right for an opportunity like this and uh, to see who fits in the tournament. And I-, I can also confirm that Eric Johnson is going to be in the house when we return Friday, April 15th. And uh, we're going to let him have a live microphone to say his piece about the situation. So Whoa. Uh, Eric Johnson will be there. Tag team championships in hand on April 15th. Oh, unpredictable. It's all get out. Friday, April 15th, as you mentioned, volume 17 of Let's Wrestle. Again, featuring, uh, oh, look at this. I should mention Mac Daniels versus Rip Bison for the Let's Wrestle Championship. So, I mean, this spring is turning out to be potentially a huge one for Rip Bison. He's able to pick up the victory there. And then also, uh, you know, again, who knows what happens this Saturday. Uh, yeah, potential huge things ahead for Rip Bison. Also, the debut of Little Mean Kathleen, LMK. We saw her on the road before, and she's been in AEW and obviously working all over the place. So, yeah, this uh, card's starting to come together already, huh? Yeah, going to be another fun one. Uh, obviously, we're going to have the kickoff of the tag team tournament as well that we just spoke about. But, uh, yeah, so much to come. Let's Wrestle is such a fun time. If you're in the area or if you want to make the drive, I definitely suggest it. Uh, tickets going on sale this Friday, 7 p.m. on LimitlessWrestling.com slash Let's Wrestle. Of course, $20 front row, $15 for general admission. That's going to be right back at the Morgan Hill Event Center in Herman. Yeah, Friday, April 15th. Do not miss it. And again, coming up this Saturday, Limitless Wrestling returns. The thrill of it. This uh, this show, I can't talk about it anymore because, I mean, you guys know it's going to be awesome, as always. Some uh, yeah potential match of the night cal- uh, caliber bouts up and down the show it's going to be awesome stuff randy i don't think we can even say any more about it because again uh we, we said enough time to get to the fighting time for the main event as uh as mark henry would say and before we let you go you can get excited all week for limitlesswrestling.com and iwtv right i you can watch all the things that have led up to the show you can watch older shows if you want uh, hundreds of hours of limitless wrestling uh action as well as let's wrestle action as well as indie action from all over the world 10 bucks a month, pretty cheap. Use the code LIMITLESS if you haven't done so already. You can catch up on all that. Pluto TV, if you have that, it's free, and they have a Limitless Wrestling channel on there. You have uh, Seasons of the Road on there, and if you want more Limitless, you got to let Pluto know. Let them know on social. Let them know however you want to let them know that they should be featuring more Limitless Wrestling, and uh, they'll talk to Randy. Randy will give him some permission uh, if he chooses. And to get some more limitless wrestling on on there, maybe some let's wrestle as well. Who knows? Social media: LW Main on Twitter, Limitless Wrestling on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Again, like nine hundred fifty thousand subscribers, three hundred sixty million views, blowing up all the time. New content being added all the time. Follow Let's Wrestle two hundred seven on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can follow Randy Randy underscore Carver LW on Twitter. Wish him a late happy birthday. Josh Nason on Twitter. Wish me happy birthday year round. Whatever you want to. And uh, Randy, did I hit, hit everything up? LimitlessWrestling.com for all your ticket and merchandise needs. Did I forget anything in that, in the plugs? I think you've got it all there, Josh. Whew, we're good. We're good. Well, I am excited. I know you're excited for Saturday. Limitless Wrestling returning to Yarmouth, Maine for a huge card, and I cannot wait. So for Randy Carver, I'm Josh Nason. Until next time, be limitless.